0: Thank you for joining us on The Word today. I'm Alan Kirk. And I'm Richard Britton. And we're happy to have you joining us for another episode of The Word.
1: And today's word we're going to talk about is consecrate.
0: Consecrate.
1: Now, that's a huge word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But after we just got through with the last episode, which was on baptism, well, actually, let's go back even further than that. We talked about follow. Yeah. And we talked about baptism, and there was maybe even a couple of other things before that. But um, consecration is kind of a one of those weird words. It's one of those, I think, words that you don't normally use in normal language. I hardly ever use that. Uh, but I thought it would be worth a definition. And, of course, I think when people hear this, and they understand what consecration means, then they'll get what we're talking about, okay? Right. Uh, but consecrate is uh, in, in the form of a verb. This is a definition. And it's to induct a person into a permanent office with a religious right. That's one meaning of it. Mm-hmm. Especially to ordain to the office of bishop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where that come from. This is Merriam-Webster, but yeah. anyway, we're going to talk about it from yeah. a Christian point of view. Okay. All right, then it's to make or declare sacred, mm. especially to devote irrevocably to the worship of God by a solemn ceremony, consecrate a church,
0: mm.
1: or to v- devote to a purpose... With or as if with deep solemnity mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. dedication, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. it's a solemn
0: you, occasion. Yeah, it? thank you, there thank you, you
1: for. Mm-hmm. All right. So the term consecrate in the context of Christianity refers to the act of setting something or someone apart mm-hmm. as being holy, and we wanna we wanna emphasize something or someone because we're gonna read scripture in just a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Setting apart as holy, sacred and dedicated to God's service, it involves sanctifying or making something or someone sacred for a specific religious purpose or use. So consecration is a significant concept in Christian theology and it closely related to the idea of dedication and commitment to God. And I want to back up just a minute because you had put this in here in the last minute. And I want to just ask a question. Okay. It says it involves sanctifying or making something or someone sacred. Mm-hmm. So if it involves sanctifying, who is the only one that can sanctify
0: That would be the Lord himself. The, the Holy Spirit can sanctify us. Okay. Once you become a believer in Christ, you're justified, and then there's a continual redeemed, redeemed, yes, then justified, justified. Then
1: you're sanctified, sanctified.
0: sanctified. Yeah, and the sanctification is where uh, we're basically being withdrawn from the worldly activities, and right. we're beginning to engage in the, in the activities that are pleasing to God, and and we are being changed. We're being sanctified.
1: All right. So in, from the terms of our last episode, which was baptism, mm-hmm. we're literally being set apart that we're being um, symbolically dying with Christ and yes. being raised from our dead bodies or our dead nature yes. into a living sanctification process that we go through.
0: You, you and I have changed Substantially, since the day we were we received Christ, reborn, reborn, we were born again, reborn. Our our lives are much different than they were prior to that that time when we received Christ, and now this that's all part of something called sanctification.
1: Right. So let me read. Let's let's read at least three scriptures here, just to kind of give clarification. To what consecration actually means, like from an Old Testament, New Testament standpoint, even Jesus Himself will will say something here to us. But in Exodus forty nine through thirteen, we see the consecration of objects found in the temple, including Aaron. So um, what we're what we're basically seeing here um, is that the temple objects like the lampstand and uh, the bowls that were being used and, and things like that, they were being consecrated in the temple um, to the service of the Lord yes. for lack of better words. Yeah. And then the very last of that around mm-hmm. verse 12 or 13, it talks mm-hmm. about uh, Aaron being consecrated himself Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to put my glasses on for this one but it's then you shall take the anointing oil which in the old testament anointed oil Mm -hmm. was used all the time to you know in religious rites to show someone being set apart or to anoint Uh, and it says and anoint the tabernacle and everything that is in it and consecrate it and all of its furnishings And it shall be holy. So God wanted the Israelites to see that when they walked into the temple, that everything that they saw, everything that they touched was considered as holy unto the Lord. You shall also anoint the altar of burnt offerings and all of its utensils and consecrate the altar. And the altar shall be most holy. Because that's where the sacrifices were given to God, right? Yes. And they wanted a holy altar uh, to the Lord. All right, then we've got, this is where Aaron is anointed. And you shall anoint the basin and its stand and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the doorway of the tent of the meeting and wash them with water and you shall put the holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him so that he may serve as a priest to me. Mm -hmm. So the Lord was separating out, anointing, separating out, consecrating to himself, not only the furnishings, but Aaron and his sons, Mm -hmm. to serve in his temple. Yes. Now you say,
0: okay, Mm
1: -hmm. what does this all mean? (laughs) And, of course, now, you know, I I think if we skip over to, like, Mark 2.26, let's talk because... Uh, we can talk about Second Chronicles twenty nine thirty three through thirty four, but it's basically the consecration here again, a reiteration of consecrating the animals and the priest. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Mark two twenty six kind of stuck out to me about Jesus when he was speaking to David and um, his companions. He was talking to the Pharisees. Yes. So
0: about how David, David himself had entered. It says how how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the consecrated bread. right,
1: he was on the run from,
0: uh, I believe it was his son, Saul, probably King Saul. King King Saul,
1: I believe he was on the run of.
0: Yeah, but uh, he stopped and ate consecrated bread from the temple, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priests. And he also gave it to those who were with him. Um, David himself determined that it was okay to eat the bread that was set apart unto the Lord and give right. it to the people that were with him.
1: They were doing the Lord's
0: work. Yes, they were. And the Lord is pleased with this. Uh, David didn't get struck, you know, because he did this. Right. And uh, it's, a, it's a picture there of what's happening. Christ sets apart people for service unto himself and then he nourishes them. He there's a lot of symbolism in that part right there about the consecrated bread. Right. And Jesus is the bread of life. Bread
1: of life, right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we can kind of equate this again here I go back back to baptism. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm not trying to lose sight of our word today of consecrate, mm-hmm. but it's a process. Yes. It's part of the process of what God follows not only in the old testament but it leads into the new testament i think as well too because after we're baptized of the holy spirit and and the lord comes to dwell within us mm-hmm. you know and we're to follow christ well you know we're we we become now the temple of the lord we become yeah. his you know called people yeah. and uh, thank you for looking this up but 1 mm-hmm. corinthians 6:15 and then 19 through 20 Paul saying, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Mm-hmm. And verse 19, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? We're no longer our own. And verse 20, for you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. So here's a perfect picture of, in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you, you know you can correct me. We're just, we're just but, talking, yeah. but you know, I'm thinking we're God's holy temple. Our bodies are his, he dwells within us now. It's not like the tent of the meeting or that we have to consecrate all the chairs in the church or the microphones or the lights or you know the stage or the pulpit we don't have to consecrate the things in the church we are already consecrated
0: to the Lord yes you and I are temples of the Holy Spirit of God right and it's not this building we're sitting in although he can fill this building but typically he fills he fills us with right. himself now. That oil that was poured on those instruments and right. poured on the priests to, right. uh, to consecrate them, that's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. The oil represents the Holy Spirit being uh, distributed over the object. That makes uh, sense. Inside yeah. us. and yeah. So when we've received Christ, literally we become like vessels or containers of God God, yes. the Holy Spirit lives in and through us. Yeah. I, I like the way Paul uh, starts these two passages. Do you not know? Yeah. It's apparent that we, we may not know that, you know. When we well, become, right, you know?
1: right. I mean, if, if we're baptized and no one says, you know, hey, your body is now a temple to the Lord. You mm-hmm. have the indwelling spirit in you yeah. and you need to walk accordingly and be mindful. Now, not perfectly. But we need to walk accordingly to the Spirit, right? Paul tells us to walk in the Spirit. Yes. He didn't say walk perfectly, he said walk <laughs> of the
0: Spirit. It's it's like a little child learning to walk. Yes. And we learn to walk by the Spirit. We can be willfully uh, complicit with the Spirit, right. or we can rebel. Right.
1: And, and I'm I'm telling you, some you know, people do not like to hear when we notice that, hey, maybe you're not walking by the Spirit yeah. right now. Oh, you're being judgmental. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be the first one to admit to you, I mean, we were between episodes, you know. I know where my faults are, my fault lines. And if somebody <laughs> points it out and says, hey, you know what, Alan, you're being a little too aggressive. Or, hey, Allen, it's not hurting me, it's helping me yes,
0: it does,
1: to yes. recognize, well, maybe I am being a little too overbearing or too over I appreciate that you know and I know you're the same way I, I know you're the
0: same way Rich. we've talked we to are. Many. our flesh is yeah. diametrically opposed to the spirit yeah
1: absolutely
0: and, and you have to choose I'm going to walk in the flesh or I'm going to walk in the spirit and you choose you you learn to exercise your, yes. your choice there time yeah. after time and you get it's like exercise the, the more you choose to uh, walk in the Spirit, uh, the more uh, proficient you become at walking in the Spirit. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something
1: radical. Ugh. Please don't hate mail, please. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then I, 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 there, I found something online you know the the internet, everything online is true, it's right? All
0: true out there, but yeah. but
1: I did find this pastor evangelist, and we're going to talk about him for a second because I want to I want to read his entire article because it was so good about this word that we're talking about right now, and um, I want to make a point of this that you know. And, and here's here's the rub right now that we're going to get hate, <laughs> okay. but, you know, it doesn't this consecration, you know, we talked about it in the Old Testament applying to, you know, the Levitical law and, and, and you know, um, just the priest mm-hmm. to be consecrated. But this doesn't just, consecration just doesn't apply to pastors and ministers and the clergy. It applies to all of us. And if we haven't gotten that message out, like in the, just in the past little bit, and a few minutes that we've talked, mm. it, it applies to everybody as consecrated through the Lord. You know, we're to follow Christ as an anointing from the Holy Spirit, and be led by him who saved us. You know, we have become sanctified and then consecrated to the Lord for his good pleasure and good works. We no longer belong to ourselves and I can't reiterate that enough. So let me read what Todd Coconato, and I hope I didn't mispronounce that. He's a pastor evangelist, national speaker, radio host, Christian commentator from Gallatin, Tennessee. So he's a homeboy from Middle Tennessee. So, you know, everything that I'm going to read, it's from his article and from his website. So I don't want to plagiarize him. I want to read it exactly the way it says. So he wrote this article that says, what does it mean to consecrate ourselves? And in this context, he is talking to pastors but I believe that it can also apply to us as well. And I'm putting put my glasses on to make sure that I'm reading this properly. All right. <laughs> so he says in his article, remember this, if the Lord raises you up, no matter how it happened, you are never beholden to a group of people who want to pull you in a different direction that goes against God or his word. Amen. Amen to that.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah.
1: No matter who they are, or how much influence they have, or how much money they give, no matter what, our job, and here again, I'm not going to take it out. He was talking to pastors, Mm -hmm. but this applies to us as well. Each
0: believer, yes.
1: No matter what, our job is to stay on the narrow path and do what is right before God always. Please hear this. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that took you to where you are today. And it is the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will continue to open doors. Not people, not talent, not your personality, Mm -hmm. not who you know. It's Mm -hmm. the anointing. That's why no matter what, we must guard the anointing. We guard the anointing by walking in consecration and obedience. Mm -hmm. Stay in God's presence. Mm -hmm. God will take you through mountaintop and valley seasons. Then a shift will take place, and all of a sudden, it's a new season. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I've experienced that. Have you? Yes, I have. (laughs) There you go. Our job is to trust Him and stay focused, to hold to the faith, and know that he is guiding our path and ordering our steps. When compromise takes place, which it inevitably does, Mm -hmm. it may be a momentary or seasonal bump up, but the fall will be significant. Mm -hmm. The devil is crafty. Do not open that door. We must stay true to God and the calling always. And in doing that, we will see the favor of God in our lives in ministry. It's about finishing well. And I've put I'm gonna put links okay. to this article yes. up there.
0: You know that's so freeing to know we, we are accountable to the Lord Himself and the Holy Spirit. I think about that. Who saved us anyway? Who's gonna be giving us eternal life anyway? Well, it's no no one on earth here. It's going to be the Lord Jesus himself.
1: My point, and and, you know, it just doesn't apply to pastors. And we have such in our culture a mindset that will let the clergy do that. And I know Del Tackett, Dr. Del Tackett, Mm -hmm. speaks on this quite a bit in the Engagement Project. Uh, in one of his tours, and we do. We have everything so upside down that, oh, well, you know, we'll get our (laughs) get-out-of-hell-ticket card and we'll be baptized, and, uh, you know, we've been consecrated and, you know, we can use all the words, but then we forget to follow. And that follow process is not just for Mm. priests or pastors or the clergy. It's for all of us. It's the reason why our world is the way it is now
0: is yes. is that we're not following who called us. no following Christ will take you places outside the box. Um, you may go out of your comfort zone, but the key, the disciples were all out of their comfort zones, they left their occupations they they would leave families they and they dropped, yes, they, they dropped everything
1: them. they had, yeah.
0: And sometimes we sort of corral everybody into a location and just keep coming back. Yeah. Well God was one who sins.
1: Keep going out.
0: Yeah. Keep go going out, out and talking and living yes. with people. Yeah. There's a there's a I've been um, aware of a conflict sometimes. Sometimes I I'm, I'm sensing the Holy Spirit leading me in this direction and then an organization may try to lead me in another direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to choose and I've chosen both ways sometimes sometimes I've chosen the wrong way and sometimes I've chosen to follow Christ but yeah. let me just tell you it's infinitely better to follow Christ mm-hmm. and he's perfectly able to let you know if you feel a sense of drudgery or dread oh, that's yeah. probably not the Holy Spirit uh, yeah. leading you yeah you know <laughs> that's so true. learn to recognize how he leads you yeah. and let him lead you and yeah. uh, trust him with the consequences of your obedience yeah. go ahead and Go where he leads you, and uh, leave all the consequences up to him.
1: Yeah, and this mm-hmm. isn't just directed to ministers or clergy. This is directed to every believer in Jesus Christ. Every I believer. cannot emphasize that enough. Um, and we and please do not use the exclu- excuse that oh well it's up to my pastor or it's uh, up to the yeah. minister to do that. That's an excuse mm-hmm. for you not to fulfill what God has
0: in mind for you. I, I have in mind the the woman that Jesus met at the well in yeah. John, John chapter four. Yes. She, uh, she her awareness of who Jesus is, it went from he's a Jewish male to he's a prophet, now he's the Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's ready to go tell everybody in town, well you notice, she didn't go through all the steps like, let me uh, me go through some kind of new believers class or something. Yeah. She just goes and starts telling right away. She knew. And the disciples of Jesus had gone off to bring lunch back or something, and they didn't really understand what's going on. But she immediately began to be led by the Holy Spirit. And That's
1: because the Lord touched her. Yes. Himself in a yes. special way, and it was through letting her know that he knew of her sin,
0: he revealed to her. He knew all about her. her
1: knew everything. all about her, and mm-hmm. only the Lord Himself, mm-hmm. Messiah, would know these things. Up to that point, oh yeah, you're a great yeah. prophet. You sound good. You you know you look okay. Mm-hmm. You know you're a Jew, but until he touched her mm-hmm. with the sin that she had committed, and and she was elated. Yes. She was you know who i am it wasn't like a shame it was an elation i have encountered
0: the messiah he knows all about me yes she knew she was known and this man she just met happens to know everything about her he's god right so she was ecstatic that she she to be known by god is the greatest blessing Uh, and she now knows him yeah so she can't wait to tell everybody and a new believer it's going to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's going to have a desire to tell people.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, buddy. When the Spirit came in contact with me and and you know the uh, came off my eyes and I was enlightened to the truth. Finally, mm-hmm. I couldn't run up to the front fast enough to tell the pastor. Mm-hmm. But even more important, mm-hmm. I wanted to jump into that baptistry right wow. then and there. I mean, I was like. I want to do it right. Yeah. But there was no water in there. So anyway. well, that. You <laughs> but know. my intent was I wanted to be baptized because I wanted people to know that I knew who he was now. Yeah. And he knew me. He had touched me in a special yeah. way. So, you know, that's where
0: I think, um, you, you know. You had been consecrated. Yeah. You were consecrated unto the Lord. Yeah. I was
1: and... pulled out, separated. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. Well. That's the word consecration. I hope that that message uh, got across to everyone loud and clear because it's not just for pastors and ministers. Although, you know, in today's time, they probably get beat up the worst, (laughs) you know, when it comes to the world and the burden that they take on. Uh, But, you know, if we could lighten that burden, in our churches mm-hmm. by having congregations actually consecrated in the lord and filled with the spirit of the lord yes. look at the burden it would take off of the pastors and the clergy and the ministry staff and then we could get down to the business of learning
0: yes.
1: how to minister in the communities surrounding us
0: yes our uh, our job is to make disciples of Jesus Christ yes and there's each new disciple is set apart unto him right and uh, each what if everybody in the congregation understood that I am to follow Jesus I'm set apart to follow Jesus mm-hmm. I'm his instrument I'm his vessel I belong to him I'm not my own mm-hmm. and I'm going to be about the father's business well you'll find Christ can and will work through you, through me, through everyone that receives yes. him, whosoever will. And uh, the, the uh, body of Christ will be extended and expanded. People will be added to the body. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened during the first church in Acts 2.42. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that, I love this consecration. He says, guard the anointing. Yes. Guard that. That's a precious thing. Yeah. That that anointing of God empowers us for the uh, service unto the Lord, and uh, without it we can do nothing. Yeah. So And that.
1: and there are some people set apart for ministry. Some people mm-hmm. are set apart for teaching. Some people are set apart for just carrying on everyday lives yes. in the Lord, and to
0: let them know that the truth is out there, and, and to follow that truth. Somewhere you know, else. So they're set aside for. Prayer ministries or uh, helps ministries? uh, None is
1: any more important than Mm -hmm. another. We Mm -hmm. all work together. We're all, just like we had said in uh, that 1 Corinthians 6.15, do Mm -hmm. you not know that your bodies are members of Mm -hmm. Christ? Mm -hmm. And each member of the Mm -hmm. body functions differently. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here again, there's no excuse for a Mm -hmm. Christian yeah. to uh, not guard against their anointing yes. and to do what the, the Lord has called us to do. Thank so you. anyway, all right. Well, I think that's all I've got for today. If you got anything else or that, words of wisdom? That's <laughs> all I have. Uh,
0: just enjoy the anointing and uh, let him lead you into the service that he has for you. It's unique and specific for you. And I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Word and, and may God richly bless you.